anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Okay, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, E-Voice, and soul of so-called fiction broadcasting once again, deep behind enemy lines, south of the border. And back with me, as usual, is Justin, the handyman, hillbilly boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Oh, just another day in paradise. I'm uh, close to 24 straight hours awake. And by the time today is done, I think I'm going to hit 36. Nice. So, yeah, it's one of those days. That is amazing to me. I do stay up like way too late. And then I have trouble, like, during the day, I'll take, like, two naps, <laughs> a little siesta here and there. But, man, the last time I pulled an all-nighter um, for, like, work purposes it was a long time ago, probably in college or something. I had to write, like, a paper, and I'd stay up all night to do it. Well, it's my own fault. I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, got Went to work, worked a 12-hour shift, got home, went straight to work on the house. Uh, changing out doorknobs and hanging this big shelf fucking apparatus in the girl's closet that took way longer than I thought it would. And then my daughter's got a, we're doing this. Then my daughter's got an eye doctor's appointment after this. And then I'm doing a sports show tonight at seven. And then after that, I've got to do some editing on a couple of different things. Uh, So I'll probably get to bed about 10 o'clock tonight. And I think I woke up about two yesterday. So I don't know. That's too much (laughs) That's too much math for as little sleep as I've had. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it, when you're on like a backwards schedule, it's a little easier, right? Because you get home and you're supposed to sleep, but it's bright and sunny out and everybody's out and about. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, good luck with all that. We uh, <laughs> we left off the last show teasing some of our new favorite uh White House propagandist, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre is her name. Um, where does, do we know, is she French? Where did this last name come from? I, I believe she is Haitian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was one, of, I think that was one of the, one of the big, like, uh, buzz things is she was the first openly bi or openly lesbian press secretary the first uh haitian american press secretary and i don't i can't remember the first legally retarded press secretary maybe it's hard to keep up (laughs) oh that'd be so funny if they actually had a retarded person do that job that would make it more like more entertaining for all the rest of us anyway 
Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, you wouldn't get you. It's not like you'd get worse answers to these questions than than what she comes up with. Yeah, she's yeah, she's just terrible at it. But or like somebody with Down syndrome that's just like happy all the time can put like a nice smiling face. <laughs> yeah, be, be like, so why is the economy in the tank? I don't know, but it's great. They're like, they're talking, you know, how are you today? I love I love seeing a man that always brightens up my day when you see somebody with Down syndrome. They're just fucking happy go lucky. Not, a, you know, not a problem in the world. Um, I envy them on some level. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Why isn't there a push for that? Now that you mention it, I, I never thought about it, but I guess nobody else has either. Why isn't there a push to put more like um, differently abled people into these positions? Yeah, they're, they are very non-inclusive when it comes to people with mental handicaps. Um, or just physical. I've never seen anybody in like a wheelchair wheeling around the, the White House or Congress or anything like that. Like, uh, give, give, give us like a, you know, a nice cripple. Put a cripple up there. Take your questions. <laughs> somebody with MS that has to like come up there on the walkers and have somebody hold him up while he's standing there. Yeah, or Parkinson's. Oh man, that would be great. They, they sit there fidgeting the whole time. Dude, the uh, <laughs> did you ever watch that Curb Your Enthusiasm show on HBO? Some. <laughs> okay. Well, they did. There was one episode with um, Michael J. Fox. And he was like, he was intentionally like um, exacerbating his Parkinson's shake to like fuck with people. <laughs> like he would pass, he'd pass this guy a drink, but he'd like shake it up first and uh, it would like explode in his face. And he's like, was that a, was that a Parkinson's shake or were you like, <laughs> dude, Michael J. Fox was real funny, man, uh, in that show. And I had a really good sense of humor about it. I guess hey, when you've been living with it that long yeah it seems like since like since his initial leaving show business because of it and then he's since kind of come back in limited limited roles on different shows like cameos and stuff like that and he he really does seem to to have a lot of fun with yeah. it and i mean it, dude it's real sad to watch too because you you know he was such an enjoyable actor in the 80s and then you see him he's like hiding his hand in his pocket and i guess there was like i was watching some uh movie documentary thing where they talked about the third uh back to the future and it was like he was already starting to show signs of it like having trouble like running for scenes and things like that but yeah man that's a fucked up any of these like debilitating disease where you just like slowly lose control over your fucking like luke garrick's disease like man there is definitely a fate worse than death as far as i'm concerned and that would be one of them like i, I don't think i'd um mentally that i'm strong enough to to endure that kind of thing yeah parkinson's especially is pretty fucked up like it um my grandmother had it and towards the end she was she basically had just lost her mind completely like she would she would have some like brief moments of clarity and and like actually being there in the moment but most of the time she was just belligerent and and she would just fly off the handle or wouldn't remember stuff right like it uh late stage parkinson's really just scrambled your fucking brain um it was it was pretty 
it yeah. was pretty rough to watch like in the way the the way that those diseases just completely destroy your body and then and then your mind I yeah guess. yeah i mean you really don't man you don't know how good you have it when you're when you're in good health it's it's a great fucking thing and i i have seen some of these um it sounds like they're making some sort of progress with the Parkinson's thing where like they're, they can stimulate certain parts of your brain or something to control the the shaking. So there, I mean, the brain's a real complicated thing and uh, just why it's so hard to understand some of these, the, the Joe Biden's of the world and the John, John Pierce, their brains seem to be a lot less complicated, but yeah, they're, Man, hopefully they're going to make some progress on these. Just the ones that just sort of eat away at you over a, a long period of time. Just you just slowly watch yourself fade. It's got to be uh, real fucking tough to deal with. But anyway, that was. Uh, hey, Joe Biden said that he's going to cure cancer in his. Speech. Right, we're going to be done with cancer as we know it. As well as, yeah, as he knows it, <laughs> and he knows it to to be uh, infecting him as we speak supposedly anyway yeah it's pretty easy to cure yourself of cancer when you never actually fucking had it <laughs> dementia on the other hand yeah somebody tried to spin it that he had had a small melanoma at one time in like the 90s that he had removed like yeah. okay okay let's just say that that's the case that he he had a small melanoma that was removed at some point in the 90s like this dude is talking about his cancer as if he has it actively has cancer right now. So yeah. either he thinks that he's still in the 90s and he still has this melanoma or he actually does have cancer and he's just like giving up the. Yeah, it's like, how do you the, like the choices? Uh, you have dementia and you lost 25 years or <laughs> you have cancer. Have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are not these are not the, the alternatives that we want from our fucking commander in chief. <laughs> no. No, I wonder if he even remembers that speech that he gave where he threatened to fucking go to war with half of America. Which time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the second, the follow-up one where he just doubled down on everything. Oh, I, well, I, I still can't get over that. Like more and more memes are coming out and like the more you think about it, you're just like, dude, that was such a wild fucking speech to watch where it's just like this, not even a thinly veiled threat of just like, here are these Marines behind me and you guys are fucking violent extremists undermining our democracy, a threat to our democracy, like January 6th. And she's like, okay. Uh, well, speaking of extremists, here's uh Karine Jean-Pierre giving her a little spiel on extremists. Oh yeah. What, what, what is yeah. meant by these extremists? Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. And if you don't agree with the majority of Americans, you're an extremist. Glad to know that independent thought is not encouraged by this administration. Yeah, it, well, it, it never really is by government in general. Yeah, that's a real funny way of putting it. Like if if you're not in a 100% agreement with us and we essentially want just like a one party system now. It's it's not even we can't even have just the dual party that's two sides of the same coin. Like you have to be in lockstep with us or you're an extremist. And 
even if you're talking like what's Biden's approval rating? Oh, it's up. And they won't tell what the number is, but it's up. Is His it, approval is ratings it, are way up. Is it less than a majority? Yeah, I think it's still like in the low 40s, even okay, if it is. So, like well, it, it's not the its, majority of Americans, is it? At its bottom, it was like in the low 30s. I think 32 was where it like bottomed out. Uh, and he had been hanging around like mid 30s for a long time. I think it's I think it's up in like the low 40s now. And that's exclusively because of the uh, student debt forgiveness thing. Like because, you know, anybody who went to college is probably retarded on some level. So they they get real excited about that. Yeah, well, it just sounds like he has a bunch of extremists voters then because they're it's not the majority of americans it's not even the majority of uh voters so i don't know i don't know what to say to all these uh, extremists on on the joe biden side what so why are they so hesitant to define what they're talking about why do you think that is with extremism and everything else. And MAGA Republic, like, does anybody know what a MAGA Republican is? I think the problem that I think the problem that they're running into when they're uh, like workshopping this stuff and brainstorming it is the fact that the things that the supposed MAGA Republicans and and conservative extremists have been doing over the last year ish are still like way way milder than any of the things that went on throughout the entire summer of 2020 and and on into 2021 so like trying to trying to pitch maga as some like violent extremist group they can't actually give it a solid definition because anything that they would put down as a definition for what qualifies as all this stuff they are 10 times more guilty of it than than the right like the, you've got and which we talked about it last time you know you got charlottesville january 6th and then you have this persistent patriot front uh marching everywhere and here's how i know this is a fucking fed operation patriot front was founded by a 19 year old like two years ago two and a half years ago something i think it was like late 2019 Patriot Front was founded by some 19-year-old. It is now considered the largest white supremacist group in the nation. And somehow they just always happen to show up at all of these places where things are going on, perfectly matching clothes, like lockstep, doing their little marches and dances and whatever. Uh, they they load up on U-Hauls when it's done and just magically disappear. Uh, they never actually do anything. They just stand around. It, the whole thing's just. Well, how many? Uh, how big is the largest white supremacy organization? How many people are we talking about? Why aren't they driving pickup trucks? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it. It was like nine thousand people across the country. I mean, that's more than I thought it would be. <laughs> but in a country of three hundred thirty million, that's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. That's the thing about the entire white supremacist like uh, narrative is white supremacy, not whites. Well, yeah, I mean, white supremacy was effectively dead in the 90s. 
The only reason that it still exists is because the Democrats brought it back. That was their weapon against Republicans was to declare everything white supremacy. And and it gave some of these fringe groups that had fallen into complete obscurity a reason to start to resurface and be like, hey, here we are. We're white supremacists. You've been talking about us. Pay attention to us. Like that's that's the only reason they even exist. They were they were effectively dead until the Democrats decided to drum it back up. Yeah. And there's, it does just kind of feel like, um, you know, like a reactionary thing when you're, you're being demonized in the media and Hollywood and academia, even when you're not in that camp, you kind of feel like they're talking to you, you know, you're like a straight white male or whatever. And then eventually you're just like, all right, well, fuck it. I am. I'm fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be whatever this thing that you're, you know, you kind of lean into it. Um, well, that's, they have a they have a a way of radicalizing normal people who just want to stay the fuck out of it. Like, I was never really a Trump supporter, but all I saw every single day was just a constant barrage of complete lies and bullshit about these things that Trump was supposedly doing. And then I found myself like you know midway through his presidency defending trump like almost at every turn and not because i agreed with him not because i actually supported him or cared about him in any way but because like if all you're going to do is run with the worst um, and most outrageous lies like i'm gonna call you to the carpet on that and say hey that's fucking wrong and and so then so then you get labeled as some ultra maga trump supporter and you know what fuck it if i'm gonna be labeled that I'll just be it. I got, I don't have any qualms with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, they, they act like Donald Trump is this unique evil. You know, he's like so bad and he's so extreme and these MAGA Republicans that you have to, you have to sort of take a step back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Um, they are not, you know, they're not uniquely bad. Like, yes, Donald Trump was not a good president, but let's let's not pretend like he was something exponentially worse than the other 20 presidents before him, because <laughs> he wasn't. He really wasn't. Uh, he was a lot funnier, a lot more entertaining. Um, and you did have the lockdown stuff that that started under him. So that that was uniquely uh, bad, I suppose. But. Yeah, the the things that they would go after him for, you're just like, yeah, no, this is not, this is not the thing that you're making it out to be, and so yeah, you find yourself defending him, even though it's, uh, you'd much rather criticize him for legitimate things that he's, you know, the fucking seven trillion dollars that he spent last year or in uh, 2020 or whatever, but you you don't even have time to do that because the the media is just constantly going off on Russia collusion. And, um, you know, he's got now he's like stashing nuclear documents. And that's anytime somebody would call me a, like a Trump supporter or a ultra MAGA or whatever. I mean, like, let, let me point you to this podcast here, here and here where I like go into depth to criticize the bad things he's doing. Like, I'm not a supporter, but if you're just going to be this blatantly fucking wrong and unapologetically wrong, like I'm not just going to ignore it. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of Trump and uh, 
the whole narrative around him, stolen election and whatnot. Uh, do we have time for another clip from our, our new favorite um, press secretary? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of ignoring the the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's let's hear some more from Kareen. The new attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted. Oh, I knew this Trump was coming. Stolen oh. election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. You tweeted Trump's stolen election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why was so it let's So let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have oh, been, I have been, ridiculous. well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yeah. Let me answer it. And you said it's ridiculous. I was... I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Okay. Um, uh, the, the voting rights thing just drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, you have to you have to provide ID in order to vote. Like, uh, especially if you're going to be voting, like this idea that you can vote for other people to essentially steal from other people <laughs> and that's that's a right that you should have is so fucking ridiculous to me but the also you know the idea that denying election results and you know they, they keep calling all oh, election deniers and the january 6th deniers or whatever if if they actually believe if they truly believe that you know they there was fraud in the election Right. That uh, the Democrats committed fraud and stole the election by faking a bunch of votes or whatever. Then they're, act, you know, they're not like subverting democracy. They're trying to uphold democracy by making sure that there wasn't a bunch of fraudulent shit going on. And the really the really fucked up thing around the whole narrative of how Trump's lawsuits got uh, dismissed. Not a single suit actually saw evidence or heard testimony. There was, and I can't remember the guy's name now for the life of me. I'll have to go back and, and look it up. Um, there was a guy that, like, that was his sole purpose. He worked for the DNC as a lawyer that just went around, like, basically getting to all these judges and getting the judges to throw this stuff out before anything could be seen or heard. And he was also the guy that had gone around starting in 2019 and and through 2020 and was putting forth all of the different um, uh, like lawsuits and stuff to guarantee expanded mail-in voting coming into 2020. Like th th this dude, like to some extent, like single-handedly orchestrated the whole fiasco of 2020. Like, Yeah. And uh, I mean, feel however you feel about it. They did change the way we vote for the first time ever. Uh, Biden allegedly got more votes than any other president. Um, you, you know, there there did seem to be some shenanigans going on. But, you know, um, so if people are questioning the results of the election, that's not necessarily anti-democracy. It's anti-fraud which I think we should all be anti-fraud in elections. You know, they, they, it, they did so much to sort of thwart these investigations and these audits of the, of the votes 
that it's just like, hey, if you really cared about democracy, what, why are you, you know, why are you resisting the audit? You should welcome it with open arms because you want the most accurate count you want. But again, it, it just goes to show you that nobody wants democracy. What is it they always say? If you uh, if you don't have anything to hide, what are you scared of? Yeah, yeah. But nobody wants democracy. They just want to win. And whatever it takes to win is is fine. And as long as you're winning, it's democracy. <laughs> it really is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Your comparison just to me doing the exact same thing that I was just calling extreme in the previous clip. That's a ridiculous comparison. I was talking about voter rights. Well, uh, talking about her uh, being a uh, election denier in terms of Brian Kemp's Georgia governor uh, gubernatorial win back in 2018. Um, there are a lot of headlines coming out here recently, which this is really weird because usually they don't say anything bad about uh, Stacey Abrams, but there have been a lot of headlines coming out from like CNN and NBC and the New York Times, like the big, the big lefty rags, talking about how Stacey Abrams is in trouble. Uh, she can't get support. Uh, she can't get in-state funding. They did a, they had like a big fundraiser weekend a uh, couple months ago, and Stacey raised a whole bunch of money. She actually raised more than Brian Kemp did. But when they did like the breakdown. I think it was like 12% of the funds she raised actually came from within the state of Georgia. All the rest of it came from like big corporate donors and DNC donors and stuff like from California and New York. Whereas Kemp, he was only like maybe two and a half, three million short of raising as much as what Stacy did. And it was upwards of 80% of his funding came from the state of Georgia, like from actual voters. Like she is wildly popular with the dnc and the mainstream democrats she is incredibly unpopular in her own state yeah well it's because yeah they just pick these people because of you know they're these ridiculous character oh she's a black woman let's throw all of our support behind her and then the people that actually have to deal with her on a daily basis and live under her fucking would-be rule just can't stand her it's like the kamala harris thing um these people that they just anoint as like the chosen ones and then throw a bunch of money behind are never popular where they're actually supposed to be um based do, do you think they pick dumb ugly and fat black women for these positions deliberately to like denigrate or like denigrate black women cuz Stacey Abrams is massively overweight and very dumb by all accounts she reminds me i've been trying to put my finger on it because she reminds me of like a cartoon character huh there's a there's a picture of her wearing like a purple dress and she looks just like fucking grimace from uh, mcdonald's commercials when we were kids (laughs) maybe that's it or maybe it's like a cross between two i keep thinking of like uh chef from south park and like (laughs) I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's something about her that's just like she has no charisma. She's not, you know, easy on pol- remember when politicians, it was always like good looking politicians would always be like the the popular ones that went, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they can't find like 
uh, good looking minority women to fill these positions. They have to be like just repulsive on the inside and outside. It's like, yeah, that's a good, good combination. Yeah. It's going to go over real well. I mean, God, you're, you're mayor, Lori Lightfoot. She... Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. She is the epitome. I, I've never seen somebody that looks on the outside, the way they are on the inside, like perfectly the way they are on the inside, just like evil. Do we have a, oh yeah, I actually had, I forgot you reminded me. She's very upset now that uh, Texas is busing in migrants to Chicago because it's a sanctuary city. She's all pissed off. She kept saying, you know, there's, this is a sanctuary city. We will always take uh, immigrants and blah, 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 blah. And then who, who's sending? Is it Abbott sending these fucking busting these people in? So he sends a bus over to Chicago. He's like, hey, here you go. Here's like 85 <laughs> illegal immigrants for you. Uh, he's been doing that for a couple months. They're basically they're just rounding them up as they come across the border. And instead of like processing them and trying to send them back or anything like that, they're just loading them up on a bus and either sending them to Washington, D.C., New York City. Chicago, I can't remember what the other San just, Francisco or something. Yeah, they're just putting them on buses and sending them to these sanctuary cities. And now all of these mayors are getting pissed off because they're being over overwhelmed with all of these. Yeah, they call he called your bluff, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's a brilliant move. And she's like, Oh, this is like politics. He's like, Yeah, it is. He's playing <laughs> politics and he's beating you at it. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it is it is kind of like fucked up to do it with people, but it's like, what are, what else are you going to do with them? Like, they can't handle them. They don't care. I, we were talking about this on the morning show a couple weeks ago. It's like they're probably being by being collected and put on these buses. They're actually probably being put in a better situation because now they don't have to worry about like the coyotes or whoever the handlers were that were like getting them across and they owe money to. They're being removed from what would have been a bad situation if they had stayed there and sent to not necessarily a good situation, but, you know, at least they're not at risk, you know, or fear for their life. I mean, I guess in Chicago, they probably would be, but, you know. Yeah, Chicago would not be a first on my list of choices to bust me off to. But apparently you can just hop off anywhere along the way. Like you, you sign, they sign like, yeah, like they give consent to get on the bus and go wherever they're sending you. But you can just hop off whenever the bus stops. They don't keep you there. I was reading, I, I think in that same article that they were like making fun of Lori Lightfoot for being a hypocritical bitch. Uh, this guy just like hopped off because, um, you know, he's from like Venezuela and he had family in New Jersey and he hopped off somewhere along the way because uh, his parents, his like family got him like a plane ticket. So he's like, oh, I'm going to hop off here and get to the airport, just fly over to Jersey. So, yeah, I mean, they can get off wherever they want. They don't have to ride the bus all the way to Chicago. But yeah, it is just Lori Lightfoot is a despicable human being. And it just shows on her face. It's it's great. You know, you you can just look at her and you realize that she is as ugly on the outside as she is on the inside. There is not one redeemable quality of this lady. And the only reason she got elected was because she's a black lesbian woman. That's it. That is it. She has no charisma. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes working for her. I, I don't, you know, she has like a, a lesbian partner or whatever. I don't even think she likes her. Yeah. So Lori Lightfoot's the word. I mean, she's completely destroying the city of Chicago. Nobody is happy there. Uh, people are fleeing that city. And the ones that aren't, 
they're, I mean, they're in denial. You can hear it when you talk to people that live in Chicago, they're trying to talk themselves into how much they like it. I'm like, dude, you can just, you can just drop that bag of bricks that you're carrying. It's like, just let it go. Let it go. Chicago sucks. It really does. Um, for at the very least nine months out of the year, it's terrible. Well, speaking of places that are uh, going to be terrible for some months coming up, we've got California is back to implementing their uh, rolling blackouts and telling people to stop charging electric vehicles, unplug your larger appliances, and don't use their the, don't use your air conditioning during like the peak hours. What they want you to do is like run the air enough that it gets your house cool enough before peak hours so that you don't need your air during peak hours. Uh, you, you just got to ride it out. Like, Yeah. Blackouts are imminent. 75,000 powerless as record California power usage sparks demand response event. So um, they've raised the emergency status, uh, the state's electrical system to the highest possible level amid a blistering heat wave which means rolling blackouts are imminent. Um, yeah, that, that's one thing that Chicago, I guess, has going for it. You don't have rolling blackouts, uh, at least not yet. <laughs> yeah, you, you hear this every year with California. They have blackouts and fucking forest fires and all this shit going on. And you just wonder why people put up with it, um, especially given that they have like the homeless populate, the homeless problem. Now, if you're in San Francisco, there's fucking shit everywhere, like literal shit. And now you can't, uh, you can't keep your house cool in the summer. You can't charge your electric vehicle that they're talking everybody into getting. Uh, by, by 2035, it'll be, they won't be allowed to sell anything other than electric vehicles in California. Like that's, they have, made that a, a new law sometime in the last three weeks. I think it was, they're completely phasing out non-electric vehicles in the state of California. Yeah. And then, and then you have droughts on top of that, where it's like, you can't take showers or water your lawn. It, <laughs> it's dude. And the, the thing with the electric cars is they're going to get everybody on there. And then it's like, Oh, you can't drive, especially during peak hours or something. And they're doing that thing. Did you see that? I think it was out of, was it Colorado where they were like um, the smart thermostats where they're taking control of people's thermostats. Like this is where they're going. They're going to be able to shut off your electric car. Be like, no, you can't, you can't go. You can't leave your house. It's a climate emergency. They'll institute emergency horseshit powers that they started using during COVID and they'll use that to keep you from charging your vehicle, from driving your vehicle, from heating your house, from cooling your house, from watering your lawn, like whatever it is. And that this is what, okay. This is what happens when you leave all of this shit up to the fucking government to provide too, by the way. Well, I mean, that's like the, the wildfires and stuff. That's largely been the result of shit. 40 years worth of, uh, environmental protection and park management completely fucking up the way that they care for forests instead of right. letting instead yeah. of letting nature just like do the things that nature does because you know i would say some millions of years of you know the planet existing nature kind of has it figured out but no the the uh 
park rangers and the EPA, they know better. So they came in to fix all these problems that, that Mother Nature was having. And now we have massive wildfires and all kinds of other crazy shit. And like, it's not climate change. It's an incompetent government. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And who's in charge of this power grid that doesn't seem to have the capacity that it that they need for all of their grandiose plans? It's just like, man, anything that they touch is just an unmitigated disaster. They just need they just need more solar farms and wind farms. If they just what they need to do is run some more people off. They got too many people in California. So run some more of them off to Texas. And then they can just use the the open space that those people used to occupy to put in more wind and solar farms, and that'll get their that'll get their energy grid up up to speed. Yeah, well, they're also coming down to Mexico and and pissing off all the Mexicans down here too. <laughs> it's like, can you guys just not fucking ruin another an entire country for me? <laughs> like, you know, California, you guys stay there, do your thing in California with all your everything that you voted for. Over the last like 30 years, all these retarded things that you guys thought were good ideas. You don't just get to flee that now for greener pastures and then bring all that, all that, all those stupid ideas to other places that currently are awesome and that you're going to work, do everything possible to ruin. Yeah, they should do like that thing. I don't know. is, Is California actually doing this where it was like, if you moved out, they could like they could still like collect taxes on you for 10 years or something like that. California and Texas both have relatively new laws on the books that if you leave, they will continue to collect taxes from you for, yeah, I can't, I can't remember if it was 10 years or, or like five years, but it's some period of time that like, basically they're going to punish you for abandoning them. Like, yeah. Which, you know, I, I kind of feel, you know, like, all right, yeah, you you were there. You voted for this shit. You don't just get to fucking jump ship now. Um, but you should actually have to physically be there and suffer. It's like how I feel about all these COVID fucking maniacs with their masks and their lockdowns. You don't just get to, like, nonchalantly rejoin polite society and act as if you weren't the biggest fucking mask Karen on the face of the earth for two years talking about how people didn't deserve medical care and should be rounded up and put into camps. And now you're just walking among us. Like none of that, like we're just going to forget that that happened. No, no, there, there should be some sort of fucking punishment for that. I'm not exactly what? sure what it is, but maybe just living in California. And now they're even, they're trying to say that they, that they didn't support any of that, that, uh, Oh fuck. Who was it? There was somebody that was like, there were side by side videos of them saying that they were supported all the mandates and the lockdowns and everything else. And then them like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago saying, I never supported any of that. I didn't, I didn't say any of that. Like, There's literally video of you saying it or, or like a, a really fun article I found today was from CNN. CNN has been, maybe, I mean, maybe they're trying to like cater to a more moderate crowd in this whole, uh, trying to turn over a new leaf or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was an article I saw on CNN that said that was talking about the, the student education crisis that's going on right now. Uh, because I, there are a lot of kids that are basically irreparably, irreparably behind in terms of like academics. Like they, they openly admit that a lot of these kids will never recover. Like the, 
they're just fucked. And and the article said maybe we need to admit that there's a problem. And the problem is all of us progressives who promoted all of these lockdowns and taking kids out of school and keeping schools closed. Like, holy shit, did did she just actually say this? Like, <laughs> we're the problem? A, a rare mean, moment of self-reflection from a oh. liberal Democrat. Wow. Yeah, uh, dude, the progressives, they they just seem like completely oblivious and unwilling to to deal with the ramifications of uh, of their their mistakes. Uh, it just I, I don't know. I can't imagine just not not looking in the mirror every once in a while and be like, huh, maybe I got this one wrong. <laughs> maybe this was not such a good idea. And the, and the evidence is just overwhelming. Uh, with all of the COVID stuff in particular, but everything else that's on their, just their policy agendas, they're all just like backfiring left and right. And and society is just crumbling. And they're just like, man, you got to keep progressing forward. You can either, you you can go backwards like Joe Biden said, or we can progress forward. Speaking of uh, backfiring and, and watching things collapse, the, um, sanctions on russia that's that is really blowing up in the face of all i don't know what you're talking about like if i have to pay a few more you know 50 cents more gallon at the gas pump so that that this little girl in ukraine can have her democracy i'm fine with that there is a really interesting twitter thread that i came across this morning uh, and and i retweeted it if anybody wants to check it out uh, i strongly recommend it it talks about Russia's increased natural gas production and the way that um, the way that all of these sanctions and everything have affected Europe and like it's put Europe in a bind where because of basically because of the U.S. strong arming NATO into having everybody in the EU put these sanctions on Russia. Now the the EU has cut itself off from Russian gas, which means that they're reliant on importing United States natural gas we are uh, this has actually put the u.s as the top exporter of natural gas on the planet hmm. just because of because of what's happened over since you know since march with all the russian sanctions and stuff so the u.s is now the top exporter of gas in the world uh, most of it is going to europe to backfill all of the shortages that they're experiencing because of the they're putting these sanctions on Russia. Plus, it's way more expensive to get it from us than it was for them to get it from Russia. So now that's adding their cost. So now people can't afford their electric bills, uh, which, I mean, we had talked about that, I guess, uh, a couple weeks ago. Like The people that are having, like, literally $10,000 electric bills and stuff like that. Like, the whole thing is just blowing up in their face. And and they're coming into winter, like... Uh, you know, like the the good Game of Thrones saying, "Winter is coming, <laughs> and it's gonna, and it's not gonna be pleasant." No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy. And yeah, I think we should start rounding up all of those stupid fucking Facebook posts from all of these dumb, useful idiots. Oh my God, there was. Do you remember how many fucking lemmings were out there? putting up the Ukraine flag. I don't mind paying a little more for the boom. Like, all right, here, pay my fucking 10,000 euro uh, electric bill. You dumb bitch. Jesus. People are so fucking stupid. And we, we talk about these sanctions all the time. They're not going to hurt who you think they're going to hurt. Putin's going to be fine. 
all these politicians over in Europe, they're going to be fine. It's the the people that own the, you know, their own business. They're going to have to shut down, uh, lay off all their employees because they can't afford to keep the lights on. It's going to be people that can't afford to fucking heat their homes. They're going to be freezing to fucking death all because you had to fucking grandstand and pat yourself on the back, score some cheap virtue signaling points and support a war that you knew nothing about in a country you couldn't even find on the fucking map before it happened that you never gave a, a second's thought to until CNN and the, the corporate press was like, Hey, this is what you should care about now and change your flag and do what, you know, uh, bobblehead fucking idiots. They, they're driving me crazy. They're ruining not only California and Chicago and the United States, but they're, yeah, they're working on destroying the entire planet. Well, and the really funny thing about it is, like, number one, Russia is, like you said, like, they're not hurting. They're doing fine. In fact, the uh, Sean will probably fact check me on this because I'm probably, I might be off uh, as of late. But, like, two or three months ago, when the sanctions, like, first hit, Russia was making more money off of gas and, and oil sales than they had been before the sanctions. Because now... It was getting scarce for every. It was starting to get scarce for everybody, so people were willing to pay more. Plus, they were forcing people to pay more in rubles. Uh, plus, they were also like just stockpiling it, so it was keeping their own like costs in the country down. It, like they were doing wildly successfully with the whole sanctions thing. And then at the same time, like if you look at um, like talking about the Ukraine situation, I believe it's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Mitt Romney, and then of, of course we we all know about uh, Hunter Biden. Like Pelosi and Romney have children who are employed by Ukrainian gas companies, and then you know Hunter's uh, exploits over there. And then on top of all of that, like this is the icing on the cake for me, is they all claim that you know it's all about environmentalism. Well, number one, all of this gas that's going from the U.S to europe it's all being sent over on boat like these aren't eco-friendly it's not boats. just floating through the air <laughs> and the really fucked up thing is we have replaced what was coming through pipelines in from russia to europe without any of this you know, like burning of extra fossil fuels and stuff now they have to have it all shipped over on boats and, and all of this i think 83 percent of the natural gas that's produced in the u.s is produced via fracking, which you know that's the that's the environmentalist like biggest enemy is fracking. They think fracking is like going to completely de just destroy the planet, but like nobody's there's no outcry that hey maybe we should like not be fucking with the gas supply over in Russia and Europe because that means that we're fracking more and we're exporting more. Like this is not environmentally conscious by any means uh but no nobody gives a shit about any of that because russia's the bad guy and then we gotta we gotta stick well, it they to don't, the... they don't think about it nobody thinks about the repercussions of these things they just look to get that like cheap social approval by doing something like so meaningless and, and just going along with whatever the narrative is whatever the current thing is oh yeah i can support that that makes me a good person and it doesn't matter that um, there are going to be uh, wild repercussions from all of this.
besides the war, you know, besides the war going on, um, that would have been probably long, long since over if it weren't for us just sending billions and billions of dollars over there and weapons and God, the, the motherfucker every every couple of months, he's like, yeah, I need another billion. You guys mind? Just <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. They had talked about this in April, I think it was. It was either April or May. It was early on in this whole war. Uh, and Zelensky said that they were going to need upwards of $7 billion a month to maintain their war efforts. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a fucking rounding error for, for us. <laughs> it's so crazy man how much how much money we're going through and then yeah inflation goes you know through the fucking roof and it's you know it's nobody's fault except for the greedy capitalists and that oh that was the other thing that happened this week i guess we can probably uh get out of here on this but um we had labor day on monday and of course you had the obligatory like bernie sanders retard tweet about how labor unions gave you the weekend and the seven hour work day or 34 hour work week or whatever it is and all this other shit that they just take credit for. It's unbelievable. The things that they take credit for that. If you just think about it, just think of you, you know, you go to like uh, a really, really poor country and you're just like, hey, just stop working for two days. And just, you know, after seven hours a day, just stop doing that. And child labor, you know, just don't, don't have your kids work. And, and they've done that before. And the kids went into fucking prostitution. I forget. Where, where was that? Is that in uh, it's like India, Bangladesh or something? Um, yeah, it's like, no, you can't just like stop doing these things unless you're productive enough to do these things. And government has never made anybody more productive. They just they make you less productive and they they do nothing but take credit for all of the successes that free market, uh, you know, free market capitalism and a loose, uh, loose sense of the, you know, loosest sense of the term, but they take credit for free market capitalism. And then they blame free market capitalism for every failure that government intervening in the markets gets you. Uh, every, every time they intervene in a market and we've gone through them, you know, extensively on this show, pick, pick a market, healthcare, education, um, housing, uh, whatever it is, they fuck it up through their intervention and their regulation, and then they blame capitalism for all of their failures. And of course, we need more Bernie Sanders and more government to fix everything. And the useful idiots just nod, and their bobblehead just goes back and forth. Absolutely, yes, we will. We will follow you to the end of time. And I think that time is is coming up pretty soon here. I don't know how much longer they can keep this game going. Something that I was not expecting is the amount of national divorce and civil war talk that has been coming from the left this week. Uh, that's that's kind of amusing. Um, I don't I don't think they want that, but they seem to think they want that. Yeah, well, it's yeah. I mean, it's time. I think both both parties are, are ready to uh, to break up here and hopefully they can find a, a peaceful way to do it. But, yeah, I don't understand why people want to be forced to coexist. 
with people that they just they despise uh, on like every level. They have nothing in common. They have no values in common. We just share this huge piece of land. <laughs> like that's it. That's that's it. The people in California are very different from the people in Alabama. And the idea that they should a have the same form of government and the same rules and regulations and everything applied to them is absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, I have seen. Yeah. Who was uh was it? Kathy Griffin was making the rounds on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been definitely been entertaining. Not not something I was expecting to see this week. Yeah, well, give me the papers. I'll fucking sign. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so somebody somebody asked the question in the event of a national divorce, who gets Ohio? And it's like uh, Canada. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. So no happy hour this Friday, but maybe a Friday episode. If they give us something to talk about. Remember last week when you're like, oh man, I hope there's something to talk about. And Biden just comes out there and goes full fucking dictator on us. <laughs> like, thank you, sir. That's what we needed. Oh, that was great. Um, uh, yeah. I could do without another Biden speech, but you know, just something something amusing in the news between now and Friday would be nice. Yeah. All right. And um, I don't have anything to, to announce or to plug. Yeah, in two weeks I'll be back in Chicago for a little bit that's all i got i got nothing yeah when you're back in town because i think i'm off that weekend and and i'm sure there are other people who are within driving distance of chicago that would love to come hang out we we can all get together for a weekend well uh, we can rip off robbie the fire's uh summer porch tour (laughs) do a fall fall porch tour in chicago yeah, it's maybe a barbecue or something. It's gonna be my birthday. You guys can throw me a birthday party. Heck yeah, at your place. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. You guys do that for me, and I'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>